Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. In this one, we uh, talked a bit about Elon Musk and his appearance on SNL and just our, our feelings on SNL in general and our feelings on Elon Musk. Uh, not not very positive, but yeah, we uh, clowned on, uh, on some of his sketches and just kind of dissected why is he like this? Why is Elon Musk the way he is? Uh, and then we talked about Treasure Planet, uh, the movie that got killed by, by Santa Claus. Uh, no, I will not explain further. You'll just have to listen. So, so now we're clickbaiting. We are, yes, we are clickbaiting. Anything for the <laughs> almighty dollar. Anything to get our views up. Uh, but anyway, follow us on social media. That's all linked down below. Dude, follow me on TikTok and Twitter. Follow Jake on Twitter and and Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Azzy underscore Rivals. Timestamps will be listed out in the description so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. If you want to skip uh, all of the, the Elon Musk SNL stuff or if you, you, know, you, you want to skip a certain part or if you can't wait to get to a certain part, that'll all be listed out down below in the description. Uh, we really don't mind. A download is a download. But uh, subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Turn on notifications. Turn on automatic downloads. Let's get into and it. Let's just jump right into it. So you watched the Elon Musk SNL stuff? Oh, I did. Oh my god. So, so bad, <laughs> uh, what did you think of it? The appearance was okay. The Gen Z hospital. Um, Gen Z hospital. Yeah, that one That, that one was, was awful. awful. That was particularly oh my bad. Gosh. Yes, that was terrible. The weekend update, That I'm not going to lie, that one was pretty good. That one, yeah, weekend update is usually pretty solid. That one was pretty good. And then the Wario one, I didn't watch the Wario one at all, but like just from the images, it looks like... You don't like, have to. It, it's it exactly like what Matt, you expect. It looks like a MatPat video, like how it was uh, it's, edited. It looks like it's, a Game it's Theory somehow, video. It's somehow worse than a MatPat video. No, it's... It's exactly what you expect. It's like, oh, Mario, he got to murdered. Oh, Luigi. Uh. And then Elon Musk plays Wario, and Wario's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I may be a greedy capitalist, but... Hey. And, like, part of it, like, the joke, it seemed, was, like, reading Wario's wiki page. <laughs> what? They were like, "Oh, this is defamation, Wario. It didn't. He didn't do it. He he's a victim of defamation." And then they were like, "This is real stuff from Wario's wiki page." And then it was like, you know, reading funny stuff. And it's like, I, I guess this would be funny if it wasn't SNL, right? Like I could see it being done well, but it's a combination of the the execution. And also, like, the the caliber that they are supposed to be. Like, this is supposed to be, like, like really, like, high-level comedy, I guess. Like, Saturday Night Live is, is like, it's, on it's, Comedy Mount Rushmore. This is, okay, this is going to be bold of me to say, but SNL, it recycles the same jokes over and over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I and, I and it, I completely and it seems agree like with you there. It is like at least fifteen years behind of what the internet is like on. It is oh, so yeah, I far agree behind with, with like relevancy and such. Yeah, I just think in theory, 
SNL should be uh, a lot better than it is. But in practice, it just it ends up being like, I don't know, their their political humor boils down to Democrats are awesome. And that's it. It, like Democrats are awesome. Trump is evil. Mitch McConnell is gross, which it's like, I guess you're not wrong, but it's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's like when uh, it's like when they had uh, Kate McKinnon uh, dressed as Hillary Clinton singing hallelujah on on the show. Like it just felt like. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? I I think I I don't I don't dude I haven't watched like TV like actual like cable TV in over like five years. I do not watch TV at all. Oh yeah, yeah. Same here. I just I watch like the occasional SNL clip if it looks good or like if I if I'm feeling particularly nostalgic for something. But uh, after the 2016 election. After it was like announced, like, oh, you know, you know, Trump is president now. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of people were upset about that, of course, but SNL kind of took it to like a whole other level mm-hmm. where they had Kate McKinnon, who is their like resident Hillary Clinton impersonator, play piano and sing Hallelujah. And it wasn't a joke. When it first happened, I was like, oh, this is like a joke, right? This is like a joke about how like, uh, you know, like, you know, Democrat bootlickers, like like people that are like vote blue no matter who, like like that type, like, you know, like like uh, wine mom liberals are like, you know, bawling their eyes out, which like I don't like Trump being president is bad, of course, but like crying about it, it it's just it, it feels goofy, you know, yeah. and I thought that was going to be the joke. I thought the joke was going to be like, you know, Hillary Clinton is, you know, playing the piano and singing Hallelujah. I don't, but it was played completely seriously. There was no twist, nothing. It's just we're upset and we are having our, uh, we're having our demigod uh, play the piano and, and sing sadly. And it was just weird. It was so weird when that happened, but. Anyway, Elon Musk hosted uh, yes, this last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I I hate Elon Musk. I, not like, uh, like I hate, well, him personally, of course. He's, he's a, 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 an awful dude when you really look into it. But just like on vibes alone, like he feels like like a lizard wearing a party city human costume. <laughs> like everyone jokes about like Mark Zuckerberg being a lizard person and they're right. And it and they, you know, the joke is like, "Oh, he looks like a, you know, how do you do fellow humans?" Right. Yeah. Well, well that well that was the entirety of the Gen Z hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The entirety of the Gen Z hospital was how do you do fellow humans? Yeah, that one that one was awful. We'll get it to that in a second. Do- it was complete dog water. Oh yeah. But like Elon Musk, just his, his whole vibe, he feels like he's wearing like a similar human skin suit, like similar to Mark Zuckerberg, but like he got a cheaper version. And he also like he, he's sort of understanding how to be be a, a human, but like he's still 
He, he's not quite there. I I feel like I feel like he didn't want to be there at all at SNL. Well, he doesn't want to be anywhere. He doesn't want to be anywhere near people, but he wants attention and he wants adoration. <laughs> Isn't that just like everybody he, though? I guess, but like uh, he, Elon is just on a whole other level. Like half half of the shit his company does, or I'd say even all of it, all of the shit that he has his companies doing is either directly developing technology that'll let him never communicate with anyone ever again. Uh, you know, like the like the tunnels and shit, uh, and like flying to Mars. Like he just wants to live on Mars. Like that's that's his end game. And it feels like everything he does is either directly that or it's in support of that goal. Like Starlink. That it's it's not his end game. His goal is to have internet on Mars and he wants to, you know, roll it out in poor areas for now to like finance him getting to Mars. <laughs> and by the way, when I say like he's not human and he's a lizard pretending to be human, like it's not because of his Asperger's which he just, you know, revealed on on SNL in his monologue. Right, it's, right. It's, it's not like because he's awkward. Like I know a lot of awkward people. I mean, I'm one of them. So, <laughs> well, right, yeah, I'm I'm awkward too. But like, I there's a difference too. between <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> though between just being awkward and being an antisocial billionaire lizard man. I mean, I even know personally, like I know awkward people and I know some people that are just like dangerously inhuman to the point where like, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if you, if you saw this, but he did an interview talking about, you know, how he wants to go to Mars and he was saying like, oh yeah, you know, some people are like the first people that go, a lot of them are going to die, of course, not as a tragedy, just something like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. It's not like, you know, un- unfortunately, there's a lot of risks involved. And, you know, I can't guarantee that, you know, it's not that it's like, yes, yeah, some people are going to die so I can have a weekend cottage on Mars. Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like, this man is not a human being. Like, OK, in, in his monologue, when he brought his mom on stage, like, first of all, I thought that was an actress because... <laughs> It did not feel like he was uh, a son bringing his mother on stage to be like, you know, happy Mother's Day and, all, and all, all that. It felt like a robot. Like it felt like Edward Scissorhands, like bringing his creator on stage and be like, this is my inventor. Like she just had the vibes I, of like I, a I also, mad scientist. Right. And I also felt that uh, her mom or his mom didn't want to be there at all. She was just in it for the money. Yeah. It felt like like. <laughs> Okay, I said hi to your little friends. Can I, can I, you know, can I go back to, yeah, can I leave? (laughs) Please. Like, I thought, I thought I was just going to wait in the car. Like, I I didn't know I had to go in with you. Um, But yeah, like more, uh, like specific stuff about his appearance, though. Uh, In his monologue, there was uh, one particular part where he was like, you know, yeah, I have Asperger's and you know, I, I say I say a lot of wacky, crazy stuff. So you know, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. But I, you know, I did. Yeah, it, it, it was basically like, yeah, sorry if I offended you. But like, I invented the car. Okay, 
Like right, he was like, yo, yeah. I, I, I reinvented the electric car and I'm bringing people to Mars. And it just felt so masturbatory and gross. Cause like if you, if you Google him and you, and you do like a little bit of research into Elon Musk and just his whole thing, like he's not an inventor. Like he, he invests wisely in different, you know, technologies that are, you know, on the rise. But he right. never, he's never invented anything. Anyway, more about his monologue. The, the OJ joke that he made was pretty good. Yeah, I will give him that. That, one, that wasn't bad. That one was pretty good. I don't know if he wrote it or if uh, someone wrote it for him, but uh, it's pretty good. That was pretty funny. Another note that I had, uh, it felt like in, in Joker, when he goes on the guy's talk show and he's like, you know, uh, what what do you get? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but it's the scene where he's like, you get what you fucking deserve. And the whole scene leading up to that, it's like awkward. Like I like that's what it felt like. Yeah. Especially yeah, when was he was like, super you know, with this with this being live TV, I can say whatever I want. I could say something crazy. And for a second, for a second, we're like, is he going to crash the stock market? Well, like, is he, he going to like he kind of did, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Yeah, like, are his words going to make me uh, um, spontaneously combust? But yeah, let's talk about the Gen Z hospital. Um, oh God, I don't want to yeah, talk after, about after it. After watching Alex. Gen Z hospital, talk about it, I understand now. <laughs> I understand now why Dogecoin crashed. After watching <laughs> that, it makes me want to sell everything I own and and live on a on an island and just and just lay there and contemplate how we got to this point it was it was terrible yeah like the entirety of gen z hospital that sketch like the joke was like haha this is what young people sound like and that's it right like this is these are things that young people say now laugh it's like, oh, the, wow, bestie, that's cap. Uh, uh, it's it's the it's it's the TikTok for me. It's the uh, supreme urn for me, bestie. Like it and, felt and, like, and hearing Elon say stuff just like it made my soul die. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Ugh, I don't know. It, it made me feel pain in my soul. Like it, I, I had to like, I had to sit for a second. Like I had to take a break during the, during the middle of that sketch. Cause just the whole thing is like, uh, how, like it felt like, you know, you know how like when millennials were starting to become a thing and it was like, Ooh, avocado toast, Snapchat, let me Instagram that. Yeah. And like, uh, dabbing isn't isn't dabbing uh funny uh, haha this is what young people do like it's that but for gen z right yeah because it, it, it happens it's not funny it makes you look like an idiot oh yeah it's never been funny any any joke that is just this is what young people do one it's gonna age horribly yep because every generation has it like in the eighties, it's like oh, with with the boom boxes and the and the and the haircuts, and like fucking in the in the um in like the eighteen hundreds, 
It was like all oh, these kids with their with their paper and their pencils. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. now it's like the fucking iPads. The kids, kids, uh, young people have uh, have iPhones. <laughs> now <Yeah>. laugh. <laughs> yeah. What about it? You have an iPhone, too. <laughs> yeah. So like and every generation, like the young people, it's just they're normal people. They're just people. Right. They have different trends, like different styles and stuff. And so when you like take that and bring it to its extreme and be like, this is, this is young people. It just, it feels like, like these are mostly like 20 somethings in the cast, right? Like it's like, these are largely millennials Mm -hmm. in the, in the SNL cast. Right. Like there are, you know, maybe some that are over 30, but I mean, for the most part, for the most part, they're, they're fairly young people. But that sketch immediately made them feel like they were in their 50s. Yeah, like I, it, it aged them so much. So I have a theory about, like, the I guess the entire thing, uh, the entire SNL, like, event that happened with Elon, he most likely didn't write any of it. It was all, oh, yeah. it was all pre-written, and they set him up so that oh, he would look like a jackass. <laughs> I don't know. SNL already makes them like themselves look like jackasses all the time on accident. So I don't know. I don't know if they're that smart. I don't know. My theory behind it is that like the whole reason he's on the show is that he like bribed them. Right. Or like he gave Lauren Michaels a Tesla and he's like, hey, you know, you scratch my back. I scratch yours. Get me on the show. Because like who's who's. Other than like Joe Rogan fans, who is asking for this? Uh, nobody. Yeah, like I don't know. It just feels so like out of nowhere. Yet also kind of on brand for SNL, actually. Because like it, I got a similar vibe with some of the sketches. Like I, I didn't send you these, but there was one sketch that they did. Uh, do you know? You know the? Well, you probably don't know because you don't watch it. But there's this ongoing like character that they have that Pete Davidson plays called Chad. And they, they've had some sketches with him. It's usually like, you know, he, he's paired with whoever, whatever actress is hosting. And it's like, um, you know, it's like a love story. Like Chad's the pool boy. And she's like, a you know, a, a, a housewife and a loveless marriage. And it's like, Oh, I want you so bad, but I know I can't, Oh, but I can't resist you. And, and it's, you know, played up so like dramatically and, and by the way, these are like legitimately good sketches. And, and, you know, you have, you have the one person that's like, oh, you know, Chad, I, 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 I'm so drawn to you. And Chad's like, okay. And, and he, he just plays everything. So like casually, uh, it's like, Chad, will you run away with me? He's like, cool. <laughs> that's, and, that's just mean any situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they did one of those, but it's uh, Chad and he's on Mars for some reason. And he's on one of Elon Musk's like Mars colonies. And it's like, oh, the the oxygen is is depleted in the base and there's solar winds on the planet. And we need someone to 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 go and and and, uh, you know, reset the, you know, hack, hack the mainframe, push the button to make everything OK. And Chad's like. 
I'll do it. And so they send him out and he, and you know, he pushes button. It's like, Oh, this man's a hero. And he's like, cool. And they're like, now give the, give the camera a good look at your face. We need people to see the, 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 the person that saved the future of humanity in, in space. He's like, okay. And he takes off his helmet and fucking dies. And like the, like the joke is it's, it's fine. Like it's a Chad sketch. It's all right. But it feels like an Elon Musk fantasy. Uh, I can, you know, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> like it feels like Elon Musk was like, oh yeah, oh, and have one where I, where we're on a Mars base. Oh, oh, I'm so fucking close. Like, like that's what it feels like. And it's the same thing as when they had Donald Trump on uh, hosting SNL before he won the election, and they cried about it. They they had him on, and they were they did a sketch that was literally just. Wouldn't it be awesome if Trump was president? And then he won. Yeah. Like it, it, that's what it, that's what it felt like. So so Where, so so maybe maybe SNL rigged the election. <laughs> that's it's weird because it's like SNL like they are the types that are like oh the Russians in the election and they hacked it, but also they did help Trump campaign. Like they. They directly helped his campaign effort by doing sketches that are like Donald Trump is president now and unemployment is eradicated. North Korea is now a democracy because he signed a deal with them. And and that's the joke. The joke is just isn't Trump so awesome. And that's what it felt like a lot. Okay, there was another sketch that they did with Elon Musk where it was like the Old West and Elon Musk was basically playing an Old West version of himself. And it's like, oh, the the, the whatever gang, you know, they snuck up on us and they killed the, the beloved bartender. And and they were like, oh, we got to get him back. We got to run in guns blazing. And Elon Musk is like, well, hold on. Why don't we just like tunnel underground and do a sneak attack and they're like oh you're crazy that'll never work and he's like well it would and they're like nah you're crazy but like the whole like the underlying message is that elon musk is a visionary inventor and his tunnels are awesome and people just don't understand like that's the subtext and it really it just like i said earlier it's masturbatory like, I, I swear, it's like, now that the clips are out, I'm sure he touches himself to them. And it gets at the, the whole issue with people treating Elon Musk like he's Tony Stark. When, when really, he is just a guy that invests in stuff and is not even a, a good CEO. Like, he's good at making money. I'll give him that. <laughs> but he's not good when it comes to, like employee relations like like what what has he made besides just a bunch of just network connections with people <laughs> that's all he's done that's pretty much it <laughs> my understanding is that he um he co-founded paypal okay and i don't know the details of that but that's like that was like his first major business venture but that's not what made his fortune by the way that's not that's not what like got him his like startup money no his 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 parents owned an emerald mine in south africa so like he his his fortune comes from exploited miners and and it's 
you know, he he got his fortune like unethically. And then he goes on to found comp not even well, he didn't even found Tesla. Tesla his like you know, his most famous company other than SpaceX. He bought the company and then he bought the title of founder. And now he's doing like union busting. Like he won't let his employees unionize. Like he makes it very difficult and he takes away their stock options if they attempt to unionize. And he even um, like harassed one employee that tried to, or uh, it was a whistleblower. He harassed a whistleblower and sued him for like $160,000, I believe. So like not only did, not only did his fortune come from exploited labor and unethical practices, but he's continuing that to this day. And people treat him like he's fucking Iron Man. People treat him like a, like a goddamn hero. And that gets back to what I was saying earlier, how he doesn't feel like a genuine human being. Cause he's, he's somehow this like robber baron type, this like this mad CEO but he also acts like a 15 year old on Twitter and he does among us memes. So it's like, it feels like a real Jekyll and Hyde situation where it's like, haha, funny memes, uh, epic poggers, chungus 100. Uh, but also I will kill you if you attempt to form a union. He's like, it, it's like two complete, like solar, op- or solar opposites, polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It also bothers me that people treat him uh you know in in, in a similar way to how people act like he's, you know, Tony Stark cuz he bought some stuff. It also annoys me that people treat him like an expert on just stuff. Like people treat him like an expert on like space travel. You know, some people even treat him like an expert on COVID. Where like and he, he's not even He's not even that good at like predicting stuff like it's like, oh, Elon Musk predicts that we will be in space by 2030 and we'll have Mars colonies and, you know, all that stuff. But like man thought COVID was going to be done in April 2020. And he, he was like doing all this like COVID denial stuff, which he hasn't even really apologized for. As far as I know, he's he's said like, oh, you know, I was. You know, I was I was mistaken about this, but like he never really apologized for breeding this sense of like th- this lack of caution in his fan base. And that's really what it is, a fan base like he's a fucking football player or or an actor like the the way that I think of him like and, uh, you know, I just thought of this comparison earlier watching the watching his appearance on SNL. Elon Musk is like bill gates for libertarians where people treat bill gates like he's some kind of expert on covid vaccines and he's an expert on you know just just you know the coronavirus in general when really he's just a guy that owns stuff and like he bill gates is generally right about like you know you got to get vaccinated you gotta you know wear a mask and stuff like yeah obvious stuff you know, never mind his whole, you know, hey, let's not give uh, poor countries the right to produce the COVID vaccine. I want to make money off of it still like that. Yeah, that's 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 in pretty poor taste. It is. Aside from that, though, he's usually pretty right. 
But it's still weird that we treat him like an expert just because he's a billionaire or just because he owns companies. And it's and it's the same thing with Elon Musk, but instead of like wine mom liberals, it's it's like libertarians and like Joe Rogan fans. These like dude bros that sort of know a little bit about science, but they think science is like yeah, go to the gym and and eat elk and that will make you live forever. And like that's the extent to which they know anything about like I don't know, just living. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my analysis of Elon Musk's appearance. It, some parts were funny, but overall, I'd say it was just weird and I don't like Elon Musk. I think he's he's not a human. <laughs> It's a fucking lizard. I think he's okay. I, I just don't know why he decided to sign up for this. Besides, besides yeah, it's, of the, oh, look at me, haha, I'm on TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just, like, I don't know. I, I've heard that he's, like, a fan of stand-up comedy. And I think a lot of people treat stand-up as just something that like oh you you can just you know um you just do it i don't know they, they treat it as just something that like if you like it enough you can do it and it well it's not just about being a fan of it you know it's 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 more than that but it feels like well this is a man that's never had an obstacle in his life other than we can't live on Mars. Like, that's his only major obstacle, really. Right, yeah. Like, he was born rich. He's always been rich. And so he hasn't really, like, he hasn't had to, like, worry where his next meal is coming from. Mm -hmm. You know? So he just kind of does stuff because he has never had any challenges. So he's like, I'm going to go on SNL and it's going to be great. And it's not going to be gross and weird uh but by the way uh before i forget to mention it uh there's a video from uh this youtube channel some more news uh that i've i've plugged before on the show but he did a video on elon musk and just like why he's the worst you know talking specifically about like his business practices and you know his you know his constant like talking about like you know going to mars and, uh, you know, saving humanity from climate change, but also kind of denying climate change, but also saying it's a, a crisis, but also it's not that bad. And, you know, like making these tunnels, these weird tunnels that end up just being subways, but more expensive and with extra steps. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good watch. Uh, link in description. Check it out. Also, I wanted to get into this a bit. And uh, Jake, I think you know a bit more about this than I do. I've only seen like the headlines, but apparently uh, post his appearance on SNL, Dogecoin, which Elon Musk, uh, you know, through a tweet made skyrocket. Apparently it's now uh, tanking. Uh, yeah, well, let, let me take a look at Coindesk. Oh, never mind. I thought it went back up a little bit. No, it's just been continuously going down and down. <laughs> okay, I got to see this. I got to see it for I'll, myself. I'll send, I'll send you a link. So, if we go one week, so it hit like a... Oh, wow. Um, hmm, never mind. It is actually... Uh, yeah, okay, so, so it is quite low. 
but not as low as I thought. Um, on May 9th, it went down to like 45, like, sorry, yeah, 45 cents. And then after, like before the SNL, people were hyping it up. So uh, Dogecoin was going up a bit. So it was at like 58, 57. Then it dropped back down to a low of 46. Uh, hold on. Uh, my bad. A low of 44. Um, but it's going back up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So because of the so yeah, and because of Elon in layman's terms, it's it's a lot lower than it has been in the past few days. Yeah. Yep. Like it's it's had some ups and downs just over the past week, but it's it's pretty low at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it'll go up over time, but right now it's um it's definitely the lowest that it's been since it's first kind of skyrocket price back in April of 2021, which hit like a peak of like 41 cents. So potentially I'm not, I don't do investments or stocks or anything, but potentially right now may be a decent time to buy. Possibly. I don't dabble with cryptocurrencies at all. Uh, they're basically, in my opinion, it's just stocks that's basically all they are they're just stocks yeah it was well, just it's gambling really well then that's what stocks are stocks are gambling as well oh yeah yeah no i i prefer to buy things that i that that are, yeah, that exist uh now and i know that that's a pretty boomer take i will admit that's a pretty boomer take but anyway the whole like dogecoin thing with uh you know you know the the price you know, tanking after his appearance, it kind of, it makes that, uh, weekend update sketch even funnier. I think mm -hmm. yep. the one where it's like, yeah. So what is Dogecoin? And Elon's like, it's this cryptocurrency. It's awesome. It's going to go to the moon. Yeah. But what is Not it? <laughs> I think, I think, what I think that it? was the bad. It's down 17.9%. <laughs> That's, what, That's it what it is. <laughs> I um <laughs> I, I love that skit because it it I guess it it kind of embodiments like people who don't know about it. So like basically everybody who watches SNL, people who don't know about, you know It embodies me. Yeah. Well yeah, same with me, because like I hardly know anything about cryptocurrencies or NFTs or any of that shit. Yeah, it's like when we were talking about NFTs. It's like, what are they? I, uh, yeah, I I still don't know. Serious, seriously, what yeah, are what they? The are, what are NFTs? I have no idea what they are. I have sort of an idea of it. It's it's so it's like a thing, right? You buy the thing, but it's it's digital. But it's not like it's not like Google Play. It's not like when you buy a movie on Google Play, right? You buy you buy it and you can watch the thing. No, you you buy it and you and you own it. Well, you don't own the you don't own the rights to it. So like if you buy a Mickey Mouse NFT, you don't own Disney, but like you own you own that image. But like I can also download it from Google Images, but like I I don't own that. But like with the NFT, I don't own the image. I own a link to the image and that link costs fifty thousand dollars like that's what i've gathered that that seems to be that seems to be basically what nfts are that seems to be the whole thing you you spend you know a half a million dollars 
on a link to a file that you can get for free and and somehow uh some somehow it's lasted more than a week but anyway do you want to uh you want to move on to what you wrote down about uh fnf i'm not sure what that is so fnf um i see erect mode and (laughs) i'm intrigued okay so fnf is a game called friday night funkin you may have heard of it before does it ring a bell at all i don't think so okay i don't think have you ever heard of newgrounds yeah okay uh do you know what newgrounds is uh sort of it's like a website for people that make like art and like there's like games on it i think yeah uh it's like games animation art music okay is that what newgrounds stands for no 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 i have no idea what newgrounds stands for newgrounds an acronym for uh uh lots uh lots uh, (laughs) of lots of stuff um but anyways so a whole bunch of people collaborated on Newgrounds to create this game called Friday Night Funkin', which is like a combination of like all the culture from Newgrounds uh, mixed with Dance Dance Revolution. So it's like it's like Dance Dance Revolution mixed with the culture of Newgrounds mixed with like music from Splatoon. So like you can't understand it, but it still slaps. It it like it blew up. Uh, I think it came out like four or five months ago. And within like the first month, people were making tons of content for it. People were making mods. It was constantly getting updated. That's awesome. So this is like a rhythm game. Yep. Yep. It's a rhythm game. Okay. So you said it's like dance, dance revolution. It, it, is it like with, with, with the, the dance pad or is uh, no, it you like use a, the, like, you like use a keyboard, the keyboard thing? Um, but there are ways that okay. you can get it to work with a DDR pad. Actually, that'd be a fun thing to try to try to get it work. I have a DDR pad. I should try to get it to work. Anyways, so um, every single like... Does it... Wait, does it work with the, the Donkey Kong bongos? I'm sure you can get it to work with the Donkey Kong bongos. <laughs> the best Smash controller. People have played Clone Hero with the Donkey Kong bongos. It's amazing. God. Yeah, I've, I've seen like beating Minecraft with a racing wheel and it's like... A, touch grass <laughs> fucking go outside uh there's a person on youtube named anomaly and he play any uh he plays yes go in like the weirdest way possible so he had like rock band drum set guitar hero guitar a ball mouse a wait a wet a wacom tablet and anyways we are completely getting sidetracked <laughs> <laughs> so this game it got super super popular a whole bunch of people made mods for it, songs. It just it blew up. Tons of fan art. So they said, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna make a full game. So so how so how this so how it's like split up into for like levels is there's different weeks, and then each of those weeks have three uh, have three songs. Um, so it'll start off like easy, then go to like a medium kind of hard song, and then a hard song. And, and and every single one has like their own different theme. So you'll be like rapping against uh your girlfriend's dad or your girlfriend's mom. Or, oh, we've all been there. <laughs> or uh Pico, who is who is a school shooter. I, I that's not a joke. He's a yes. They, <laughs> let me let me send it. 
Uh, peak. Okay, I need more info <laughs> on this. So the character, the, the character is a school shooter. No, no, is no, 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 no. What, one of the characters that you rap against is a school shooter. The, oh, that you rap against. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, so at least they're the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is so, this like so, so I've got to keep him distracted before the cops come? <laughs> like, is it that kind of thing, or is it like, you know, hey, you know, not I, I never talked to him. Uh, you know, maybe if I did, things would be different. But I never talked to him. Never realized, kind of a rap god. <laughs> I, I need to, I need to rap battle him. I just, what is the setup for a rap battle against a school shooter? Oh, and I. And I see what the, the image that you sent. Yes, that is Pico. He looks like, um, you know how some people have that bumper sticker and it's like a cartoon child pissing on something. Yes. Usually something that they don't like. It looks like that kid, but he's holding a, a microphone in one hand and, and, uh, and a gun in the other. <laughs> and it answers no questions and only leaves me feeling scared and confused. But anyway, do explain. Yes. Um, so you're basically rapping against a whole bunch of different characters. And so the, the character's name that you that you play as, um, his name is Boyfriend. That, that's, that's, that's his name. His name is Boyfriend. Um, and then you have to impress uh, your girlfriend by rapping against Let uh, me guess, her people. name is Girlfriend? Yes, yes, her name is Girlfriend. A very original name. Well, it's a good thing they ended up dating. <laughs> the perfect couple for one another. My name's boyfriend. This is my coworker girlfriend. Before you ask, yes, it does make interactions in the workplace awkward, but we recognize that we are two different people with just very inconvenient names. <laughs> now, please don't ask us about it again because we're tired of answering. In fact, here's a pamphlet with an answer to every question you could ask about us. They're right there. God, it's so lucky they ended up together. <laughs> or else they would have needed that pamphlet. Anyway, sorry, sorry to keep interrupting. Yes, Go we on. Continue get, to get completely derailed. So, um, it becomes super, super popular, and they decide, "Fuck it, let's make, let's make it a full game." So they put out a trailer and I think and they made a Kickstarter for it. Uh, the Kickstarter has seven days to go and it currently has one thousand eight hundred seventy three thousand. Sorry, sorry, my bad. One million eight hundred seventy three thousand five hundred fifty six dollars. Nice. Their goal was sixty thousand dollars. So they blew it out of the water. So if if you're familiar with Kickstarter they have stretch goals. So basically, you know, the more money that they get, the more content they'll put in. Uh, so either what's going to happen is they're going to pull a mighty number nine and fuck it all up, or they're going to, or they're going to pull a shovel knight and do really, really well. So uh, the base game, this was before any of the stretch goals were added. Uh, it was adds 20 new weeks, which is going to be 60 songs. They're going to have cutscenes, local multiplayer, different playable characters, online leaderboard, better visuals, mod support, custom charting interfaces so people can make their own songs, translation, collaboration with different artists, hiring musicians, and then they're going to release it on Steam. 
So the stretch goals include uh, the mobile build, uh, custom character creator, uh, sharing network, fully animated cutscenes, five more additional weeks, online multiplayer, five more additional weeks on top of that, 10 playable characters, five more additional weeks, erect difficulty, and a 10-week epilogue. So all of those weeks combined, that's 120 levels, or like 120 levels slash songs. When they when they reached erect difficulty, they basically have to remake the songs all over again. So basically double the songs to 240. So erect, oh, I get it. I was going to ask if erect is like, so I was going to say, so erect is a harder difficulty, and then I, yeah. I realized <laughs> it's... Cause, Cause it's hard, but yeah, it's just it's just insane that they were able to get like this crazy amount of money. Um, and then of course, if you pledge, yeah, that's impressive. If you pledge also like just one small web flash game, get like w- almost two million dollars. Well, not Flash, I guess, because Flash is dead. But R.I.P. Rip Flash, my childhood. F in the chat for Flash. Um, I'm really excited for this game to come out. There's going to be so much, there's, there's just going to be a stupid am- amount of content, especially if they're going to have like really good proper mod support. It should be extremely easy to make mods for this game. I mean, hell they have the original source code for the game for Friday Night Funkin'. They put it out on GitHub. People can just download it and do whatever the hell they want with it. It's totally it's like Clone Hero. It's totally community made, and it's made to be modded the shit out of. Yeah, that's awesome. So the what's the title of this again? Friday Night Funkin'. And is this uh, so? This is just on Kickstarter. Is it up on Steam? Like, can you add it to your wish list? Um, it's not on wish list, but you can play. The most up to date version is going to be on Newgrounds, where they have Week Seven. Week Seven is a Newgrounds exclusive, and that's a versus against Tank Man. Uh, you can also download. I guess the quote-unquote demo version of the game on itch.io. Uh, we'll include links for all this in the description, of course. Yeah. But you can you can download it on itch.io. That's, in my opinion, the preferred way to play. The only thing that I have a gripe about it, and we, of course, you know, me being me, you know, frames, it doesn't go above 63 frames per second, no matter if you're playing the web version or the downloaded version. 63? Yeah, it's really weird. That's a weird number. Yeah. But it's really weird because when I when I ran the they had like a like a like a like a teaser, I think I think it's on their HIO page actually. They had a teaser for it and it ran at an uncapped frame rate with no issues. So I'm hoping that for the final release of this game, they'll have it run at an uncapped frame rate. Oh, I didn't mention the ridiculous goals that they had. Yeah, what what kind of ridiculous goals do they have? So if they got three uh three million dollars, they will create a PlayStation One port. Uh, which this stretch, uh, if this stretch goal is reached, we will port Friday Night Funkin to PlayStation One and sell physical copies, even if it's at a loss, because goddamn, it just be it would just be too sick. Friday, if they got four million, they would make a Friday Night Funkin anime. Um, if they got five million, they would remake Pico School and Pico School Two. Those were the first games uh, released on Newgrounds. So, I, if you really want, um, if you let's send it to the moon, baby. Yeah, if you really want that PlayStation One port, there's still seven days to go. I mean, I I would get that PlayStation One port. That'd be cool. Some people are like, 
PlayStation 5. Some people are like Xbox Series X. Some people are like PC. I'm like PS1 Master Race <laughs> all the way. That's where that's where it peaked. Really quick side. I'm just going to say it. Super quick side. Pre-analog sticks. <laughs> Analog sticks, that's what marked the the decline in quality in in gaming. I'm just going to say it. And you know, I might get canceled for it, okay? I might get I might get cancel cultured for saying that, but it's just the truth, okay? It's it's biology, okay? Okay, sue me. Well, I'm sorry to inform you, Alex, but the PS1 had analog sticks. Yeah, yeah, no, for for a little they they added it to the controller. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about like the original, uh, b- b- the, original, the, the, original controller, controller. the original one where it's just a glorified it, SNES controller. It's a glorified controller. SNES controller. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, I'm going to go on a quick that's where, side that tangent. That was the peak, okay? Super quick side tangent. So, in my opinion, um <laughs> just talking about playstation stuff if you want the ultimate like like if you could only have two consoles and you want to play everything playstation you get yourself a fat ps3 that can play ps1 ps2 and ps3 games then you get yourself a playstation 5 that can play ps5 and ps4 games you're set you have five generations of playstation in two consoles man all i need is just a PlayStation 3 and a ca- uh, a copy of Captain America Super Soldier. <laughs> I know I said no analog sticks, but I am willing to make an exception. Did I ever tell you my weird obsession with Ratatouille the video game? Uh well, I know you told me uh, you you showed me your PC copy yes. of the game and I remember you mentioning that the like the the speed is like tied to the frame rate. So like Yes, I can't you know, whatever the, the normal frame rate is. Yeah, so like if it runs at like 30 frames per second, that's the normal speed or 60 or whatever the normal one 60. is. But if you have it unlocked, okay, 60. If you have it unlocked and it's going at like 144 frames per second, it's like more than double speed. Well, that's all that no, I remember. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't double speed. The game the game ran perfectly fine at an uncapped frame rate. Is the physics were locked, to, were tied to the frame rate. Oh, that's it, yeah. So, so like the last mission I had to like hit these fish into like this bowl or something or no, no, it, it was, it was like hit these bags of crabs into like a, like a pot so they could boil and I couldn't hit it at all for some reason. It was really weird. So unfortunately the speed run is dead for that one. I can't complete it. I'd have to underclock my graphics card. Um, but no, the whole, well, can't you just set the refresh rate on your monitor to 60? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> my, too much. my goal in life is to collect every single version of the Ratatouille video game to ever exist. Now that probably sounds pretty yeah, simple. You know what that right? reminds me of? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, how, how many, well, I was just going to say that reminds me of this account that I, that keeps getting recommended to me on TikTok. It's, it's this, I guess this couple that just collects copies of of the adam sandler movie click that's it they just collect click yeah they have like shelves full of like (laughs) dvd and vhs copies of click oh my god and they're like here's today's resale store haul and it's a box full of uh dvd copies of click (laughs) and i for the life of me 
do not understand. I understand collecting movies. I understand collecting, you know, Adam Sandler movies. I, uh, you know, I just don't understand collecting specifically Adam Sandler's click. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that's got to be proof that we live in a simulation, right? And they're a glitch. <laughs> I don't know, but, but anyway, I sorry I was interrupting you. You're fine. You're saying so there are 11 versions of Ratatouille, the video game. We have it for Game Boy Advance, GameCube, Windows, a DS, Apple OS X, PlayStation 2, PlayStation PSP, Wii, Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox 360, and PS3, my bad. And fun fact, the original Xbox version is a, is a GameStop exclusive. I'm not kidding on that one. Well, what else am I supposed to get it on then? <laughs> Only one of the ten other platforms, I guess. <laughs> Actually, my version of Ratatouille is very special for the for the PC version because it's both the um, the Windows and the Mac version in one in one copy. Ooh, yeah. Is it is it on Steam? No, it's it's not on Steam. You have to get a physical copy of the game. Ding. So be on the lookout because it's gonna start. It's it's gonna start uh, going up in price after I start collecting it, all these. It's gonna go to the moon. It's gonna go to the moon. I'm gonna collect PC copies of Ratatouille. Let me go on eBay and see how much they are. Part of me was thinking, hey, let me actually buy like sealed copies of every single one. But I feel like that'd be a little over. Yeah, overkill. the demand makes the the price go up so much, and then you just sell it off. Ooh, here you go. Oh, I never saw this one before. I may have to get this one. It's the Incredibles cars in Ratatouille, all in one package. Action Ooh, pack, a three games in one, thirteen dollars. That actually is quite a bargain because. Um, that's a bargain you gotta you gotta grab that the the original pc mac version is only 11 dollars. so for two more dollars you get two more games you get the incredibles and cars and i'm sure it's worth roughly that amount for each of those games it's definitely worth the extra dollar per game here we go so here's a brand new factory sealed copy of ratatouille for pc for um 20 uh here, here's one for 15 dollars what the hell is oh, wrong yeah, you with gotta me? order that and hold <laughs> what on what to the it what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> it's gonna be worth it's gonna be worth something someday that you know that 15 dollars sealed copy of ratatouille for the pc could someday turn into an eight dollar copy of ratatouille for the pc oh yes i'm not sure if i told you but i also have i have the 360 version and not only is it just the 360 version it is also the Platinum Family Hits version in a silver case. Ooh. That's that's worth something. Oh, yeah. I got this at GT Games. Uh, my goal is... To, I keep on going to GT Games every single time to try to find a copy, like copies of Ratatouille. This has been the only one that I found. I'm still trying to find the other versions. You know, maybe I do understand that couple that collects copies of Adam Sandler's Click. I, th I thought it was just them with this weird 
obsession, but maybe it's more common than I think. Maybe maybe they're not alone. Anyway, uh, do you want to get into this uh, this week's movie pick of the week? Sure, let's get yes, let's get into this week's movie pick of the week starting this week. Yes. So this week we watched Treasure Planet as per Jake's recommendation. And uh, I got to say, just overall going into it, pretty good. Did I did I hype it up too much? Pretty good. No, you. Uh, I say you hyped it up an appropriate amount. But anyway, before we get into our uh, general thoughts and, you know, specific non-general thoughts, uh, I'll give a quick plot recap and I'll, I'll try to make it as, as quick as and as uh, concise as possible. So the movie opens with a, a, a retelling of the, the tale of Captain Flint, uh, a Blackbeard sort of legendary pirate. And uh, our, the movie's protagonist, Jim Hawkins, as a little baby, is, uh, he, he's watching this tale play out on his little holographic storybook, which is really just a glorified iPad with extra steps. But yeah, he's he's watching this tale unfold in front of him, and he's and he's amazed by this pirate that would swoop in, steal shit, and then 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 leave without a trace. Uh, so yeah, he you you see you know he's intrigued by by pirate stories, and he's like I'm gonna explore and and shit like that. So then twelve years later, Jim is now a, a delinquent with a knack for skateboarding through mines, and uh, so you know he gets he gets caught by the popo the the fuzz. And he, and he gets brought back to his home, the Benbow Inn. Uh, and his mom's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? So he goes outside to sulk for a bit. And uh, the, the call to action happens. This turtle guy shows up out of nowhere, warning of a cyborg and his band of cutthroats. This turtle guy, uh, he dies, leaving Jim with a map to Treasure Planet. Uh, and then the cyborg shows up, burns down the Benbow. Uh, Jim, Dr. Delbert Doppler, uh, and his mother, return, or, uh, they escape. And they're like, well, you know, when life hands you a treasure map, you you follow it and go to Treasure Planet. And, and what a what a cool treasure map that is, honestly. Yes, this like orb. If you know, if you haven't seen it, which by the way, yeah, but watch the movie, then come back to this. Spoilers ahead. Uh, anyway, this this map, it's like an orb, uh, sort of like the orb in Guardians of the Galaxy, but instead of an Infinity Stone, it houses this holographic map that leads to Treasure Planet. So Jim and Dalbert uh, head to the spaceport to meet up with the you know the the, the ship that they chartered. Uh, they meet the captain of the ship, Amelia, who warns them of the crew being kind of untrustworthy. Which, by the way, uh, the, the the captain's introduction. Uh, God, do I want her to step on me? And uh, that's exactly what happens to uh, to to Dalbert. He's like, "Hey, we got this treasure map," and she's like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> don't you know one of the crew members is an imposter God and... damn, shut, fuck. <laughs> shut up you know what you know what fuck you i'm, do- I'm, I'm sorry. done i'm my done my brain is rotted <laughs> he left uh, now he's back <laughs> so anyway <laughs> amelia is like hey this this crew is sus i don't know why you hired them but yeah, they keep the map under, you know, lock and key. So yeah, Captain Amelia assigns Jim to work with the cook, Mr. Silver. Uh, by the way, in the in the original source material, Treasure Island, his name is Long John Silver. 
like the restaurant. And I feel like this movie was too cowardly to name him Long John Silver. They only refer to him as Mr. Silver. That is not important at all. I just, I felt the need to say it. So he's assigned to work with Long John Silver, like the restaurant, uh, who he um, immediately is like, this guy is sus. First of all, he's a cyborg. So, you know, Jim's doing some racial profiling. He's like, this guy is a, a cyborg. He, he, you know, the guy warned me about a cyborg. Uh, but then, you know, after Jim leaves, you know, Silver's like, hey, you know, we got keep an eye on this guy. He, he's going to he's going to get into some trouble if he doesn't watch out, uh, which immediately reassures the audience that, yeah, Jim's profiling was right. But uh, anyway, later on, Jim is swabbing the poop deck. Uh, and he notices some of the crew being sus. Uh, they're like, hey, watch, watch, watch where you, watch what you're doing. And they like almost kill him. But then Silver steps in later on. Silver meets up with the crew and he's like, hey, you guys cannot be starting any kind of ruckuses. No shenanigans. None of that before it's time to to do our, our mutiny. So they're planning a mutiny. And they're like, well, what if the boy? Because, you know, he they, they don't want him to like suss them out and you know uh, uh report them as the imposter uh silver's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna run that boy so ragged i'm gonna work him so hard i'm gonna have so much father-son bonding with this boy that he won't have the time or energy to stop us so then of course we get a montage of father-son bonding uh the ship comes across a star that's gone supernova and turns into a black hole and uh jim is assigned to like tie everyone down get you know lifelines uh secured but one of the bad guy sus imposter crewmates cuts off Mr. Arrow, the captain's like right hand man. And uh Jim gets blamed for that. Silver then gives him a pep talk and he's like, Hey, you're you're a you're a good kid. Uh the next morning Jim wakes up, chases Morphe, this little morph alien thingy, uh, into a barrel. Uh and then he well, he's in the barrel. He uh, witnesses the crew talking about the mutiny, realizes Silver is, and at this point I just wrote, realizes Silver is Among Us reference. Um, he realizes Silver is the imposter, and Silver is like, oh, I, I never cared about him. I, I only did father-son bonding to fill a void. I mean, to, 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 to get him off our trail. So the ship reaches Treasure Planet. Silver is like, all right, you know, do... Uh, we got to do the mutiny now. The uh, the ragtag group of protagonists escape with what they think is the map, but then it turns out to be Morphe, which, by, by the way, if if you need this recap for you, Morphe is like this little blob of alien goo, and it can, like, transform into stuff. But anyway, they, they escape with what they think is the map, but it turn, turns out to be Morphe. Once they get to the planet's surface, Jim scouts out the area and finds Ben, a robot that got abandoned on the planet by Captain Flint. And then he takes him back to his shag pad. Silver and his crew catch up to them and demand the map, giving them 24 hours. Uh, and Jim sneaks back to the ship with Ben to deactivate the laser cannons and retrieve the map. Uh, Jim and Ben get back to Ben's shag pad, but find Silver and his crew awaiting their return. And Silver takes Jim, Delbert, and Captain Amelia along with his crew. Uh, they, they follow the map and, uh, you know, they get to the end of the map and they come across... Uh, a portal that is activated by the orb that houses the map. And they realize that this portal is how Captain uh, Captain Flint was able to go around and pillage and plunder and 
you know, take uh, people's gold. So yeah, they they find they find this portal, which uh, you'd think would be the treasure. Like that, that's enough. That's enough of a treasure for me, I'd say. But also, there's a lot of gold. A lot of gold is the treasure too. And Jim finds Flint's skeleton along with Ben's mind, his like neural chip thing, which uh, Ben has been missing throughout the movie, so he doesn't like remember stuff. Ben recovers his memories and tells him about the booby trap that's going to make the whole planet explode. So as this is happening, as the planet is going through its self-destruct process, Silver has to choose between, you know, keeping Flint's treasure, you know, either saving the treasure or saving Jim from falling into the planet's molten core. Silver makes the right choice and everyone gets back on the ship to get away from the planet's self-destruction. And as all hope looks lost, Jim realizes that they can use the portal to get out because they didn't, they, the, the ship didn't have enough like thrust to, to break the, the, uh, the planet's gravitational field. So Jim's like, Hey, we can use the portal. I'm going to, I'm going to skateboard back to it. Like in the beginning of the movie and I'm going to switch it back so we can, you know, go home. And after they get back home, Jim catches Silver trying to escape because he's like, hey, I don't want to go to prison, okay? I, I ain't going back. He's like, uh, what, what are you going to do, you old scalawag? And Silver tosses Jim some sorry I burned your house down money and offers to take Jim with him. But unfortunately for Silver, Jim has had too much character development up to this point <laughs> to accept Silver's offer. Uh, so it seems uh, that Jim has learned a very valuable lesson. The true treasure was the friends we made along God the way. Fucking damn it! And that's Treasure Planet. <laughs> trust me, trust me, audience. It's a lot better than what he described it's, it with all it, the Among Us memes. Trust me. Oh yeah, every every movie that I describe is better than I describe <laughs> it. But yeah, so overall general impressions of the movie, I it's it's a pretty good tale. It's a it's a great story about you know coming into your own uh it's a great you know found family story generally makes the viewer feel it's it's a it's kind of a feel good story you know everything works out it's all it's all wrapped up nicely it's a well it's it's a, it's, it's a disney story but it's in space so that automatically makes it 10 times cooler honestly i i i love this movie it's just it's so it's it's just so good. I, I I don't know how to describe it. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think the the surrogate father stuff, like you know, Jim and and Silver bonding, like I think that's all like really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a great story about like you know finding new family and it's a different take from the original. It definitely is. Well, with being in space and everything, well, <laughs> uh, but also you well, know character differences well, well, not too, that, of course. But- so in the original Treasure Island, I, I, okay, to be honest, I never watched the original Treasure Island. Uh, you know, after watching Treasure Planet, yeah. I don't care to watch the original Treasure Island because <laughs> this is just so much better. I, I don't think I watched the original Treasure Island movie. I I read the book. Uh, it was it was in school. It was uh, I think it was in sixth grade English. Uh, yes. We read Treasure Planet or Treasure Island. The, the good old the good old forced reading. Yeah. Uh, then we watched a movie from, I think like the eighties or like early nineties, but it wasn't the original one from 1950, but yeah, from what I remember, I don't think the main character and long John Silver, like the restaurant had any sort of kind of like father son relationship. 
Uh, I don't think they did. Uh, and there are other differences too, like Ben Gunn, who is you know Ben's counterpart in Treasure or Treasure Island. Uh, he of course is not a robot, so that's another difference. But anyway, yeah, uh, back to like what I was saying before though about like the 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 silver and Jim uh relationship i i think that adds a lot to it uh because you know of course there's going to be the betrayal and the mutiny and in the source material of course it's like you know a mutiny is always going to be like scary and stuff but there's also an element of betrayal to it Mm -hmm. in in this version and you really feel that after seeing jim and silver spend all this time together really bonding and it's just it, it felt believable. It felt natural. It felt, you know, you, you really just, you feel it. Right. You really feel so it. So this is one of the main differences between Treasure Planet and Treasure Island. Through Treasure, with Treasure Planet, uh, the main character had their father through the entirety of the film, and then they eventually, they eventually die. Uh, the, you know, the oh, father, yeah. This is a kid that's loved by both of his parents. Right. And then, Boring. Right. So this... Uh, for Treasure Planet, they change it up so that his dad just leaves one day, just never explains it or anything. He just leaves one day. So there's more, there's more, I guess, like character growth. I suppose I'm not sure how, how to describe it. I'm I'm terrible. Well, it does. It also it. makes him feel more like fleshed out, right? So that's why he has such that strong relationship with Silver is because he's you know he sees like a father figure in him. So that's why oh, he yeah. becomes attached to him. Yeah. Just personally speaking, I find that really relatable. You know, it, it adds a lot to the story. Cause like, you know, if it's just like some kid that has two parents that love him and he meets some dude and then the dude turns out to be evil, it's like, yeah, shit happens. But, but when it's, you know, someone that grew up without, a, a strong father figure that then meets someone that fills that role. It just, it makes the betrayal that much stronger. And that's uh, that, that was a really good uh, writing choice, but um, talking more generally about the movie, I want to talk a little bit about the general atmosphere and sort of the vibe of, of the world that, that, that this movie builds mm-hmm. like it, like to me, it feels like this perfect blend of like three thousand years in the future, but also like sixteenth century. That 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 I just I love. I I love that. Like like Haley mentioned when we were watching this, she said it, it's it's steampunk done right. Yeah, that, that's basically what it is. So the directors when they were making the film, they had they had a seventy thirty rule. So they had seventy percent wanted it to be kind of like old 18th, 16th century kind of clothing and um, I guess kind of architecture. And then the 30 and then 30% is going to be like the more futuristic stuff. And not only did that apply to the movie itself, but it also applied to the music as well. So they had 70% was just kind of like older kind of music. And then they had kind of like a, a 30% kind of like a pop rock for um it was it was the credits theme and when silver is with jim i believe yeah the song is called i'm still here and i i i don't remember the other the other song 
yeah, so so they kind of had that um that kind of seventy percent and thirty percent throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I I really appreciate how much thought and effort went into blending the the futurism and the the old timiness. Like the 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 music, one hundred percent feels like it doesn't feel out of place. It, yeah, it doesn't feel out of place exactly. It, it really they they put a lot of thought into making it have the same kind of feel as you know some kind of like old like sea shanty like it has that kind of like beat and rhythm to it and but of course it's you know obviously you know contemporary uh pop uh like pop slash rock and uh i i I really appreciate movies that that have that sort of balance and they do it really well i think another one another movie that does that that similar uh, sort of balance is a knight's tale, which uh, we covered on the podcast a couple months ago, but a knight's tale, uh, we never really mentioned it during our uh, review for it, but the music in that, like there's a uh, certain parts where they take like, like seventies rock songs, but blend it perfectly well with this like medieval theme. And it, it just, it flows like it, like there's one part where they're at like a ball and it's like, you know, like this, like fifteenth century dance music, but then it like transitions into "Golden Years" by David Bowie, and that transition is executed so well, and and it is, I I love it so much, and and this movie, of course, does a, a similar thing now with like transitioning but blending it. Mm-hmm. I think. I guess another thing is the animation. Oh my god. The animation for this movie is so good. Oh yeah, of course. So it basically mixes two D CGI and a and a computer kind of aided uh, like a CAD kind of thing for uh, it's called Deep Canvas. So they basically make the entire. Um, well, they, I know the the boat, the ship was done entirely in Deep Canvas. Yes, the the ship was entirely done in Deep Canvas, and this is why. It, in deep canvas was very very expensive to use by, back then and this is why this movie cost 180 million dollars to make was because they were constantly on the R the RLS legacy which fun fact oh, yeah. RLS uh RLS is the um is is the initials of the original author of Treasure Island oh that's neat okay yeah okay i have it in here so deep so deep canvas is 3d modeling um, it was originally made for Tarzan, and it's typically only one color, so like like a standard like gray color. So, <laughs> for example, the default Blender Cube that I like to joke about. And they basically, uh, they make the 3D model, just very standard, generic kind of 3D model. And then they have the artists um, basically paint over it. Yeah, and um, also in addition to the... Uh to the to the ship the environment being deep canvas they also i don't know if it was deep canvas or just like general cgi but they also did the same thing for um for for silver's like cyborg like mechanical parts silver's arm which by the way his arm is badass 
and I want one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I would, I would chop off. I would chop off my arm for that. That'd be awesome. I want a fucking cyborg arm. No, I would just add it on. I, I wouldn't replace a limb with it. I would just have a, I would have a fifth limb. <laughs> so, so cyborg's arm, um, in addition to his leg, they were all done in CGI. So those were all made in CGI, and then the rest of the the rest of his body was traditional 2D animation. Yeah. Yeah, and this this movie, like you mentioned, it was very expensive because they, of mm-hmm. course, had to, you know, blend deep canvas, a very expensive technology, with, uh, you know, traditional hand-drawn animation. They had to layer it. They had to make it blend well, which, of course, requires a lot of time and therefore money. So that kind of drove up the budget of the movie quite a bit. And Disney, like, well, when I, uh, when I was watching the video that, you know, you were talking about last week, Treasure Planet, Disney's biggest mistake, my initial reaction was like, well, wouldn't Disney want to do as much marketing for this as possible and, and, you know, make their return, make a return on their investment, put it out in theaters, put it out not against Harry Potter. Yep. When when they want to make their money back on this one. But then I realized like, oh well if they if this movie succeeds, they people are gonna want them to make more. So they're gonna make yep. more risky, expensive movies. Right. And they didn't want that. So that's why they set it up to fail. Yeah. Yeah, they had it going against the Santa Claus the, two and, and Harry Potter. The first Harry Potter. The, the yeah. first Harry Potter. So they they just they they threw it in the lion's den, which I mean I mean Harry Potter like the Harry Potter's just a fad whatever but the Santa Claus two, <laughs> you you can't put a movie up against the Santa Claus two that that's suicide that, that's, su- yeah, that's suicide that's what to say that there was a sequel in the works for this movie they had it all planned out and then because of how they released this movie while they had to scrap it they couldn't. They couldn't do anything. I think I also read online that they also had a Treasure Planet TV show as well. Oh, that would have been so badass. But I Disney definitely would never they would they would never go for it. It, it that would just be too expensive, I, I think, but boy would it be awesome. They need to make a Treasure Planet. They either need to make a Treasure Planet reboot or they need to make a Treasure Planet 2. None of yeah, none well, of the it, stupid it seems like it, no, none of the stupid Lion King shit where it's all like CG. Oh, yeah, not that. I'm talking about traditional hand drawn animation. Take the people who grew up on old Disney shit and that you know are like classic 2D animators and want to do that shit. Hire them. Tell them, hey, you're gonna work with John Musker and you're gonna make this movie, you know, as good as the original. And it's going to cost a lot less because technology has advanced. You know what? Fuck it. Make the whole movie in RTX. Make it all ray traced. <laughs> Make the ship ray traced, Disney. Yeah. I worry if if they if they did do some kind of reboot or, or sequel or whatever for Treasure Planet. I mean, of course, I would want to see it regardless, but I would be afraid that they'd lean into that like. You know, like how they did the live action Tarzan, the live action Mulan, the Lion King, all that stuff. Yeah. They would just make it this like th- this colorless, bland, generic feeling sci-fi movie. I with, would be like, so with, pissed. With like, you know, spectacular 
uh, CGI, but ultimately no sense of style. There's no heart. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a greater issue with just m- movies in general now, or like even like, just computer graphics, even in video uh-huh. games. Like they strive for photorealism, but there's no like style to it. Like it, it's just make this you know, this game or this movie, make the, make the computer graphics as realistic looking as possible when really like, like cell shaded games, like ultimate Spider-Man on the PlayStation two holds up better than a lot of, you know, stuff that strive for photorealism even just a few years ago. Cause it has a sense of style that it sticks to. And that's exactly what treasure planet has with this 2d animation blended on top of CGI and deep canvas. And it, 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 well, if they, if they were gonna do another uh, treasure planet movie, I I can't imagine it would be nearly as expensive with modern technology. No. So like, get on it, Disney. Look, Disney, I know, I know you're listening right now. Get on (laughs) it. Get, get on it. Mr. Disney, get on it. The frozen head of Walt Disney. Re- okay, remake or a remake or make a sequel to tre- to Treasure Planet, and then make uh make the Treasure While Planet PC game. While you're at PC it, release game. Shrek Five. <laughs> make the Treasure Planet PC game uh online. Make make it make it like a, like an online uh real time and add RTX support <laughs> and add RTX support. So basically, make it um. Basically make it StarCraft 2, but Treasure Planet. I want to see this yes. shit. I want to see this at, I was going to say Evo, but that's for fighting games. But I want to see esports. I want to see competitive Treasure Planet. You know what? Fuck it. Make it an MMORPG where people can say, where people can sail, sail across the Ethereum and they can like, basically make Sea Thieves and put it in space. <laughs> basically, that's all you have to do. Yeah, like there's already so much Ethereum. That's why we can't have graphics cards anymore. Just put shit in the Ethereum. Make make the Ethereum into Treasure Planet. Make make Treasure Planet in real life. You know what? Let's I- let's regress back 400 years uh fashion-wise. But progress 3000 years technology-wise. Make it happen. Make make it happen, society. I know you're listening. I know, I know you're listening, society. Society. So interesting. So I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia article for the original Treasure Island. Treasure Planet was the last film ever released. Oh, hold on, my bad. My bad. The last English released film. So technically, it's the last one. It's the best one. Yeah. And we can top it. We can top it with today's technology. We could we have we we have ray tracing graphics cards. We can make Treasure Planet but but better and stronger and faster. So anyway, conclusion, concluding thoughts. Treasure Planet, best movie ever. Absolute artistic masterpiece. So good totally recommend it if you have not seen it up to this point uh what's it like not caring about spoilers and also uh go watch it it's on disney plus it absolutely holds up even after we've you know spoiled everything it's 
such a good movie. It, it definitely holds up on repeated viewings. There this, is a Treasure great. Planet Blu-ray. Yeah, how much is the how much is the Blu-ray? Uh the Blu-ray is kind of expensive. Uh nineteen dollars. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, oh well, hold, hold on. on. It's the it's the Spanish Blu-ray. It's it's uh it looks like it's ten dollars for oh, Walmart, yes, for the Target, and Best Buy, and on Amazon. Yep. Uh, or you can buy Region the DVD, which is what I have for a dollar ninety. Or you can also buy the VHS tape, which I also have for twenty three dollars. Yes, I own two uh, copies. It's gonna of be Treasure like Planet. Adam Sandler's click all over again. <laughs> I want to collect every single version of Treasure Planet, and you know what? I think I might do that. Because I love this movie. This movie is so good. Also, the song I'm Still Here from, uh, from Treasure Planet, so good. I still listen to it, like, till this day. Yeah, yeah, this movie, th- this movie's music, the, the soundtrack is just so good. Everything about this movie is, is just incredible. By the way, I'm looking on Amazon. The Blu-ray is $9.18. DVD, $9.21. Hmm. So, uh, get the Blu-ray... Or just have Disney Plus, either way. Or, yeah, or just either way, Disney watch Plus. it. Yeah, either way, watch this movie. It's amazing. For sure. All right, so this is going to be uh, put in as an insert because we forgot to record this. But uh, for next week's movie recommendation of the week, uh, I am going to recommend Sing Street. It's a, it's a movie about, it's a coming of age story about these kids in an, in an Irish Catholic school in the 80s. That they form a, a band and a lifelong friendship and and the the guy tries to get the girl and he writes songs and it and it's and it's awesome go check it out you have a week starting now uh to watch the movie and then we will give our review for it next week all right now back to the regularly scheduled programming so anyway do you want to get into recommendations of the week uh sure recommendations um so you go ahead and do yours cuz i think that's your link I don't know what this uh, is. No, that's just the that's just the Elon Musk video. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Just put it gotcha, out there gotcha. so I remember to link it. So you can get into your uh, recommendation. I don't think I have any for this week, but I'm gonna look through my YouTube history <laughs> to see if I can pull something. It's it's definitely not gonna be um, as much. Oh, as- I actually do have I do have a recommendation. Actually, let me go for it. Let me get it added. Uh, you can go through yours first. Okay. So it's it's definitely going to be not as much as last week. So the first one, so I actually saw this pop up on Twitter. So if you know anything about me, I love Super Smash Brothers. I played Melee slash Project M slash 4 slash Ultimate for five, six years. Just had a whole lot of fun with it. So anything like Super Smash Brothers related, especially like the, the history, because I'm a huge video game history buff. I love it. So there's a video called Elevated, the development story of Super Smash Bros. Melee. It is an hour and 11 minute long video, and it goes through all of the development of the entire game. So from the conception, early development, characters and items, stages, story, game mode and features, music and sound, opening movie, stage music, sound effects, voice acting, early menu designs, animations, unused sound effects and fanfares, the reveal at E3, which... Holy shit, people lost their mind when they saw this game. Went over the early development of the E3 build, fan theories. They talked about some of the tournaments, some of the merchandise that they released, 
Um, and they also talked about the impact that Super Smash Bros. Melee ha- had on the the competitive fighting scene. Uh, keep in mind, this game released in 2001, and it is still being played at a competitive level 20 years later. So I highly recommend it. I highly, highly recommend this um, this documentary. Very, very little views. Uh, only 27,000 views from a YouTuber that only has 12,000 subscribers uh, came out nine days ago. Highly recommended. And the other one is from a YouTuber called Mystic, and he mainly covers PlayStation stuff. But what I really like from him is the documentaries that he did. Uh, as you can tell, I really like my documentaries. So uh, he talked about the transition from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 5 graphics, uh, the entire PS3 documentary, basically talking about how Sony and PlayStation were on top for the for, for the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2, and they really stumbled hard with the PlayStation 3. But actually, in the end, they actually won uh, that console war. Well, not against Nintendo, but against Xbox. So they got second. Uh, he talked about PlayStation Home, which was like a online kind of like VR chat-esque kind of world. He talked about the PSP, the 2011 PSN hack. Really, really good, actually. He goes into really good detail on it. PS3 versus the Xbox 360, how the PS4 dominated the now last generation of consoles, and history of the PS Vita. So really, really cool documentaries. And then the last last thing, real quick, if you have a PS3 or a PS4, play The Last of Us. Not two, not the not the second one, the original. Play The Last of Us. So Yeah, I have The so, Last of so Us good. remastered. I, I started it, and it, it's really good. Didn't, I just, didn't the beginning almost make you cry? Oh yeah, there was, well there's so much sad stuff in this. I know. It's, but it's so good. Yeah, what I really like about it is like I, how unique it feels for being mm. like a post-apocalyptic like zombie apocalypse story cuz like those right. tend to be like fairly generic feeling. Right. Like, this this was during the whole era of the Walking Dead shit. Oh yeah. Like World War Z, The Walking Dead. When it comes to the world building, it's usually just like, oh, there's a there's a virus and it turns people into zombies, and then like the deep part of the of of the 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 show or movie is like the character interactions. the the la- The Last of Us has the, like the well written characters and like the uh, you know it, it's like you know a character drama and stuff, but it also has a really unique feeling world, and the zombies aren't just like a one tone. Like, oh, brains, like, like there's different types and there's the, the, the virus, the zombie virus progresses in an interesting way. Cause it's like a fungus based virus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just like, oh, it turns you into a, into a, uh, the maniac that wants to eat people. It slowly changes over time. Yeah. It turns you into like a mushroom creature and it it's. It seems to be based on like a, a real life type of like parasite that infects ants. And it's it's a really cool uh it's really it's really cool. Oh, really quick, just had a news flash from IGN. Sony is now expecting the PS5 shortage to last into 2022. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it makes we're sense. Never get, we can't have nice things. You're never gonna get one. Nobody's ever gonna get one. No it, one 
no no one has ever had a PlayStation 5. Anyone that claims to have gotten their hands on a PlayStation 5, anyone that claims to have seen a PlayStation it's 5 fake. is a damn dirty liar. So <laughs> So so Sony's um like slogan for the PS5 is play has no limits. Uh, yeah, it does because <laughs> nobody play can get has the a number of limits. Play has limits. Play has succumbed to market forces. But anyway, play the Last of Us. Uh, the, I recommend the re- the remastered version for PlayStation Four. Yes, the 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 remastered version is the best version. Runs at 1080p, 60 fps. You get the DLC with the game. Um, I think it includes a whole bunch of bonus content for multiplayer if you're into that. But still, the PS3 version is still really good. That's how I played it. I went through the main story on PS3. Then when I got my PS4, um, I played the the DLC Left Behind, uh, which is it's very short, but it's very, very good. Yeah, so anyway, uh, last recommendation. This is a, a YouTube channel I want to recommend specifically. His latest video. So the, the channel is Sean's Crafts, and the video is DIY Captain America Magnetic Shield. It's uh he made a, a cardboard replica of Captain America's shield. Uh and and it looks it turns out really good. It looks awesome and uh you know he he uses magnets to like hold it to his arm and to his back and stuff. Looks great. It's it's awesome. It's very doable if you're if you're into that kind of thing uh which I am. But he also does a lot of like you know making Spider-Man's web shooters out of like cardboard and magnets and fishing line and it and it's just a cool little thing he he's done he did a a, a cardboard iron man helmet that has like a, a a face uh like the face plate like flips up it's it's super cool super cool stuff if you're if you're crafty like that or if you like cosplay great channel link in description he, he's awesome and uh yeah i think that's the show Thank you for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If this is your first time here, first of all, thank you for checking us out. If you like what we do here, look at some more of our episodes, listen to them, download them. If you uh, if you want to support the show, we have a, a page on TeePublic. We have one design so far. We're working on getting more out there. But yeah, we have one design, Muscle Rock. Get yourself a Muscle Rock shirt, Muscle Rock hoodie, a little button or a fridge magnet that helps keep the lights on. We also have a donation link. You absolutely do not have to give anything. I, I wouldn't say it's a good financial decision, but uh, I will leave it up to you. But anyway, uh, remember to like and subscribe and ring that notification bell. Uh, turn on notifications for new episodes. Turn on automatic downloads. Share the show with a friend. We have a clips channel that I occasionally upload to when I have uh, the the time and energy uh, to put out clips. But yeah, share those, tweet them out, get more eyes and ears on the show. Leave a comment if you're listening on YouTube, or uh, you can tweet at us. Tweet at us with uh, what you thought we said that was awesome. Uh, if you if you have any criticisms, uh, keep them to yourself. Okay, <laughs> uh, like we're we're just we're trying to have a good time and just vibe. And that really, like, it, it harshes our mellow. Leave us a review on Podchaser. That's like an IMDb site for podcasts. Leave us preferably a positive review. That, that'll that help us out, I think. I, I think that helps us out in the, the algorithm or something. The, the great algorithm. 
Uh, follow us on social media. Follow me on Twitter and TikTok. Follow Jake on, on social media. Twitter.com slash Azzy underscore rivals. Twitch.tv slash Azzy underscore rivals. And uh, yeah, just have a, have, a, have a good night. Have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. because those are our official business hours. And uh, good, good, good night. Good night, everyone. Have a good one.